Right now, joining us, we have Charlie Manuel, uh, obviously the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies during their, their heyday, the, the 2008 World Series champions. Uh, Charlie, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. So I guess start off, Charlie, so you're back, obviously, with the club now. Tell us a little bit about, you know, just what your your time in Philly has, has meant and, and, you know, now capped off with this this honor of being inducted into the, the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, first of all, I, I want to say this is quite an honor, and I'm uh, I'm overwhelmed with it. I think it's outstanding, and, uh, you know, like, and I'll definitely uh, I'll represent the Hall of Fame with everything I got because I love Philadelphia, you know, like, and I was here for nine years as a manager, and uh, my wife and I, we got to uh, really uh, love the city, but not only that, we, we love going to Citizens Bank Park. We loved everything about it, and uh, it'll, it'll always be part of me. I love coming up here. I still work for the Phillies, of course, and I like I like the time when we can come up here and spend some time. And uh, if you want, if I wanted to get treated real great and uh, don't even know how to act sometime, I come to Philadelphia. <laughs> there it is. Charlie, I'm thinking back to the 2008 series. Now, I was lucky enough to be, I'm going to say, both halves of that game. One of the strangest scenarios <laughs> in the history of sports. The long, I mean, what was it like as the manager of the team? In that interim, that what was it? Two days in between the games? Is was, that what it was? It was two days in between. Right. I really got upset. Uh, I got upset when we didn't get the hit in the bottom, you know, in the bottom bottom half of our inning, right. and uh, that really upset me. But then, you know, like when we, we go two days, we have a layoff. I was concerned about that, and I was concerned about how we were going to come out and react, and also, you know, like and pick up uh, and and uh, like pick up at that spot in the game, and I knew it was going to be a short game. And uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was definitely for two days there. You know, I, like, I, I don't think I was panicking, but I definitely was, was thinking about it the whole time. It's what's, like go home and come back. Yeah. I mean, it was the weirdest exactly. thing ever. What's, what's I the, was hoarse. Go home. What's the preparation like going into a, a two and a half inning stretch? I mean, how obviously it's got to be different than going into a normal game. So what, what sort of. I mean, how did you go handle going into that kind of a situation? Well, basically, you know, like we wanted, we wanted to make sure that we, uh, uh, we wanted to keep because we were behind in the game. We, of course, you know, like we wanted, uh, I really wanted to key in on getting, uh, getting, getting an offense started quick, and that's why I, that's why I hit Jeff Jenkins leading off the inning. And I think yeah. people sometimes they, uh, I guarantee you that most of them didn't figure Jeff Jenkins would be <laughs> leading off the inning, and uh, you know. Uh, so it worked for us, but we were looking for some runs. And then once we, uh, once we got some runs, I knew I was going to defense in the left field with Pat. And uh, hopefully, you know, like uh, we were going to have our, uh, our strongest pitchers on, on, on the hill. You know, like, and uh, I think our bullpen was definitely well rested and lined up. So we were ready and we prepared with just uh, the biggest thing about the preparation part. You never know how it, that your players are going to react, you know, when they first come out and, you know, like can get going. Sometime in the games, you see the first few innings are kind of slow and uh, you don't. Uh, but we came right out and J- Jenkins, first of all, Jenkins is double is what really united us. If you stop and think about it. I mean, that really got, oh. got the blood flowing and got everything going for us. So Crowd huge. too. Yeah. So any huge. any concern I Thinking now to the World Series game last night, you saw the, the rain delay. Any uh, flashbacks there, you know, seeing the tarp come on late in the game, seeing the chances of uh, Game 7 getting split in two? Yeah, well, you know, like I was thinking that at the time, I, th- I thought maybe, well, I, f- I felt like the rain delay was, uh, you know, like I felt like a rain de- delay actually was might have been in uh, Cleveland's favor. But then again, you know, like it was such, just how the you never know how the game's going to go, and that's why you play the game. That's what that's why it's a human nature game, 
human element, human nature, play, and everything about it. And uh, you know, like you don't know, you don't never know who's going to win when the game when the game starts. And uh, but uh, last night, you know, the Cubs actually the Cubs every time. Every, in the series, every time Cleveland made a run, kind of got a little ahead of them. All of a sudden, you know, like they they stopped it right there and, 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 and regained the momentum. We're talking to the skipper here, Charlie Manuel, Philadelphia Phillies manager, and soon to be in just a couple hours inductee into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations on that for one. And I want to bring in a little bit of our uh, discussion with the audience. So coming into this show. We said, what were your favorite Philadelphia sports moments? And so we had a lot, ranging from Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, and you guessed it, Charlie, a whole lot of Phillies. So two in particular. You mentioned the Jeff Jenkins double off Grant Balfour, the restart of Game 5. Mike Cassidy, one of our listeners, said that was his favorite Philadelphia Phillies moment. Yeah. And that, that wow. was the point where he realized there was a shot that they could do it. The next one came from one of our listeners, Travis Tregu, who's actually in the Navy down in Norfolk. He said the Joe Blanton home run in Game 4 of the World Series. If you could reflect on those two moments for our listeners. Right. Yeah, well, you know, basically Joe, Joe Blanton's home run. It's unreal because I used to watch him in batting practice. He had trouble hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And he used to say he, he took a hard swing and he like it opened up, bailed out on the ball and stuff like that. And but the home run he hit, if you go back and look at it, boy, he had to show a quick bat, good balance at the plate, and he, and he hit right straight through the ball, hit it a long ways too. It wasn't you know it wasn't a, it wasn't a cheap home run. No, it was not. And another favorite. From a personality perspective, Chase Utley, everything he did on the field, the grit, the guy that didn't make the headlines in the media but made the headlines on the field, specifically throwing Jason Bartlett out at home actually, in the World Series. Actually, a real it, it goes to show you uh, how some how some guys are heads up in a game and they and they thinking ahead. And uh, actually, the throw to the plate the field's a little wet. And that ball could have bounced and gone either to the left or the right. Mm-hmm. He hit. He, he when it bounced, it came straight to the catcher, and everything happened so quick. And Utley, Utley responded well to it. Utley looked for. The, uh, he made sure the, the play was going to be tough at first. He recognized that, yep. and then he also recognized I better be heads up because the guy might be trying to score on a play. And it was yep. a tremendous play. Give Utley credit. That, that's his instincts. Uh, that's good. Great instincts. And that's how he played the game. That's one thing. That's one of the things that made him a great player. That was uh, Nate Cranack, one of our listeners, that said that was his favorite. And finally, Tyler Freeman says, just in general, the Philadelphia Phillies winning in 2008 was the greatest moment in Philadelphia sports history. When you see people under the age of 30 that have that opinion, that is the thing that they grasp hold of. How does that resound with you as the manager? Let me tell you something. I I think my best answer to that would be... uh, I come up, when I come up here in the summer, and I also I go to Reading, Lehigh Valley, Lakewood, and and uh, when I go when I go watch ball games in the major league uh, ballpark or even in the minor leagues like Norfolk or Raleigh, North Carolina, or places like that, I wish you could follow me around because sometimes I don't even get to watch the game. And uh, I'm, uh, Ed Wade, I think he's going to be here tonight. He, he, last summer I was with him, and him and I were in the stands together. Both of us, of course, you know, we were looking at our teams and things, and uh, he'll vouch for that. I mean, I, and it, it's, all, it's inc- incredible how people treat me. And, 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 and you know, like, and they, and they were big followers. Uh, you know, like, it's, it, it's hard. I can't believe, I, can't, I know winning the World Series had a large effect on, the, on our city. But then also, it also had a large, large effect in the, in, in the state of Pennsylvania. 
And I, a couple years ago, I got off the plane in Las Vegas. You might not believe this. I, w- I went to the Wynn Hotel. It seemed like every bellman, everybody there knew who I was. And they don't know me if I hadn't been a Philly. <laughs> yeah, I just want to thank you because I was lucky enough to be, be a very young man at the 1980 World Series uh, clinching game, selling soda actually at the time at 16 or 17 years age. And then I remember being there with my best friend, Brian, who you know, Brian Blast fan, Bob, for years. We were at that game, and we have a picture. The only picture in my office is a picture of me and him in our Phillies jackets. It was the greatest moment of our, of our fandom life, you know? Yeah. And I want to thank you for that because think, that's something that no one could ever take away yeah, for think, any of us. I think you've heard me say it. In all the years I was in baseball, you know, like, and I, I, I've been on winning teams before. I was, I, I've been in the World Series. I've been, I, I, uh, I've been on teams that won the World Series in Japan. And, I, and actually, uh, I've been a lot of places, but the Phillies, for us winning the World Series in 208 and also our parade and everything about it, everything about it was totally real, everything. And, I, and, I mean, and also, too, I meet people all the time, just like you're talking about, and it's, it's kind of like that you're, that you're enjoying it with somebody, you're with somebody, one of your friends or your wife or your kids mm-hmm. and things like that, and it's a very special moment for you. Absolutely. And you don't realize that as a, as, a, as a player or a coach or a manager until you, like, you, you see it happen and you see how people treat you. Well, I got to tell you, there's there's few moments I can think of that sports moments in Philadelphia that brought me to tears. One, now Bob and I are both, you know, under the I think I could safely say under the age of thirty, Bob. So there's only one championship moment that we know as, as sports fans of Philadelphia. Uh, so I think to back to all the heartbreak. I, I think of Joe Carter. I was just a young lad. Joe Carter hitting the walk off. That was moment number one being brought to tears as a fan. Moment. And then you think the Flyers getting swept out of the Stanley Cup final. But right. the, the first real joy that, that I know I had, I'm sure Bob would agree as well, uh, as a sports fan of Philadelphia, is that 08 team. I had the honor to, to come back out. I was in school in Pittsburgh at the time, but to come back out to Philly uh, and see Game 3. And then I, I made three trips back and forth to Turnpike that week, right. Charlie. Yeah. One for Game 3. One, you know, game five, the second half being being in Philly for the win, and, and then for the parade yeah. shortly thereafter. So it's uh, some of the greatest moments that I'll remember, and you know, for the rest of my life as a Philly fan, come from 08. So and it, it's a team right. that you manage. So like like Eric said, thank you, and right. uh, it's just uh, awesome awesome memories, and I know ones that we'll always have. So and also a wonderful run in 2009. Right, by yeah, the way, right, yeah. every always seems to get swept I mean, under the carpet. Yeah. They lost. A dream World Series against the New York Yankees. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, that first, right. the first game, please. Yeah. I mean, on the, the 2010, yeah. you just run into, right. you know, right. if Halliday isn't the what? best pitcher in baseball, Carpenter yeah. is a unbelievable game yeah. five. You know, you know, one of the biggest lessons, you know, like I look at that, and we had chances. You know, like we actually had chances to win two or three more World Series, and okay. that's a you know, when you plan a 162 game schedule, that you that's what you really want. That's what you ask for. A chance, you know, like to, to get into postseason and a, and a chance at the World Series. We had those chances, but and 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 how we played definitely affected that and and what happened. But at the same time, two teams are playing and it and it winning is hard and people don't, it, it it can teach you also how hard winning actually is and to repeat and keep going. You know, like the run that we had was 
uh, to me like is, is is fantastic because we had we won five straight uh, divisions and things like that and, that and and that itself is is good but at the same time we're never satisfied and but you don't look ahead and I think some of the times you know that layoff you have when you're right. like like in a first round of a playoff or something and you have a you go through about four or five days in a row where you don't play I, I that's a downtime and that can be very I, I can hurt you because you know, like it's a lot of things still going on that's, that's that's not it's not really helping helping your team as far as you know like the their their, their training thought process and things like that and everything about it, it I'll tell you something it's a grind and you got to stick with it and you got to stay focused as much as you possibly can and and good teams Good teams have a lot of luck too. And I think I, I, I no think Cubs tell I'll tell you the same thing, Charlie. I guess I got to say, last night, this past series was your. I'm assuming your heart must have been with the tribe in some way. Yeah. There, I was thinking about right. you, and right. well, that had to be heartbreaking because I know a lot of folks from Cleveland. Right. That had to be heartbreaking. I mean, it was such a Chicago story. Yeah, but it was Cleveland was right. a big part of that story. You know, you know, I think I, when I think back, I think our, our uh, in like 1994, the year of the strike. Uh, but the last month of the season before we went on strike, we were going we were going to win our division from the White Sox yep. too, and we were coming and we were right. and we were and we were blossoming and we were getting we were definitely improving every day. And we had some big time baseball in Cleveland, and I I've always thought that you know we definitely should have won a, won a World Series or two, and you know like and it's too bad because we we had a big time team, unbelievable offensively. Yeah. Thanks to a lot part to you, yeah. offensively a wonderful uh, wonderful team. Incredible. Right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Now, this is the skipper. This is Charlie Manuel. Uh, you, you know his voice well, but we'll remind the <laughs> listeners anyways because it is such a pleasure to have you. We appreciate the time you've had and the generosity you, you've spent here. I know you've got right. rounds to make, but I'd like to ask one more question. And sort of our, our parting shot is baseball's experienced a lot of change. There's a new commissioner. There's new rules in terms of the pace of play. You're seeing an entirely new philosophy now, even with managers and how they're managing and utilizing bullpens. You know how that strategy worked out. You can look at Game Seven last night two different ways. Where are we with baseball right now? It's always going to be the pastime, but where are we moving forward with the game of baseball? I think what you're seeing is, uh, you know, like in uh, some ways. I don't want this to, to. No way, this is not a negative. Uh, but at the same time, I'm ha- having a, a kind of a hard time. You know, like uh, really getting used to it. I think that you're seeing more of a show. I think you see in that the players they uh, they 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 they, sing, they play like it, they're in the sound of music, you know. Like I mean, they, uh, if you you know, like they get a hit, they jump up and down, they run, you know, like and they holler and they scream. Hey, look, I, I you know, and so I'm not against that, you know. Like, I, but I'm I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm, I'm I'm trying to learn to watch that, and I, I think it is a difference. I think I think managers nowadays. Uh, they don't. Uh, you, used to be definitely you played by the percentage. If I didn't, people in Philadelphia let me know it. You know, like I, hey guys, I get a lot of attention. Uh, you know, like I get better attention now, good attention. Sure. Hey, hey, when I was a manager, you know, I got attention, but uh, you know, like a lot of it wasn't always good. But but uh. but you know, you got to overlook things like that. But really, I think the game itself. I think I think the managers they do things that's that they definitely don't play by the book. Or the percentage part of it, and 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 I think uh, you have younger you have younger people in the front office, of course. And one of these days, they're going to get older as they go along. And uh, I'm definitely not against that. But at the same time, the game is changing. Sure. But it's a bigger stage. 
and that's probably what I don't need to miss. This, when I say bigger stage, computerized, uh, yep. you know, like television, uh, uh, quickness, uh, quick attention all over the United States. Matter of fact, all over the world, even in Japan now. You know, I played baseball in Japan. I used to see the Cubs play a lot, and you know, I'd have to watch them way early in the morning. Now, in Japan, you're like, there's almost games on daytime there and on night, too. Right. So, you know, like, the focus on baseball is more now. You can see it more. And also tweeting and leaving messages and and Facebook and all that, everything about social media definitely all comes into it. And, yeah, it's a different game. We lost a little something when they took the simplicity out. <laughs> like, like the part of listening to the radio as a little kid. Under my covers of Transistor Radio. <laughs> you know, listening to, to Harry Callis or Richie right. Ashburn, uh, right. you know, and guys like that, you know, talk about yeah. what was going on, you know. Yeah. Now everything's so computerized and everything is right. so tweet and Facebook and yeah. in your face, like the political election, same thing. Yeah, you know, you know, you know right. what's amazing is you sit there and Harry Callison, hey, Harry Callison for nine innings, he could hold your attention. No doubt. He had your attention. I think that's what made him such a great announcer's voice and the fact that he could hold your attention for, for, for uh, nine innings. And, right. and that, nowadays, see, you know, we have what we have. We have three or four analysts, analysts on the radio and TV and things like that. We have a whole booth full of people that's going to voice their opinion. And yeah, the whole game's changed. Yeah, you got analysts analyzing the analysts. Right, it's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, no, one, in fact, one last question on that note: the difference between managing in Cleveland and Philadelphia. What was that like? And all that said, some of the challenges and the benefits that come along with managing in Philadelphia, what's it mean now to be honored in the highest of honors here in Philadelphia, the Sports Hall of Fame? I think, I think uh, one, uh, I'd say the biggest difference is uh, when, we, when, not, when I was in Cleveland, especially like when I was a hitting coach and later on became a manager, we, we used to fill the ballpark up every night. You know, and, and we had a lot of energy. We had life and we were loud. But I think in, in Philadelphia, but also too, I think I think when uh, uh, in Cleveland, if they go, if if the media or or someone's gonna you know like if they're gonna be negative toward the players or the manager or the coaches or something like that, I think it's kind of like a modern and it, it's something that you kind of work into. In Philly, they just come right out and get you. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, you're like they just come out and voice their opinion and uh, and whatever. And and also too, I would say at uh, you know like. Uh, our fans, I think we have the greatest fans in the world. I mean that, and the reason I say that because they are very fair. And the only thing you have to do is hustle, and you know, like and, and play the game right. And 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 I think they definitely accept you. And and you like you can struggle. And if and if you play right, and you like when you when you all you got to do is just go good for a couple of days, and everything's forgotten. And yep. uh, and and they love you. And and uh, and basically, you know, like in in our era, and even today, you know, like fans. They love coming to the ballpark. Citizens Bank Park is a great place to come and see a game, a great place to, 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 to watch a game. It's entertaining, and the fact that we can't hit some home runs in our yard. Chad, did it bother you at all that the Game 7 of the series last night at the Jake or whatever they're calling it this Progressive this, this, field. Thank you. Yep. You know, the, basically the big money from Chicago and the StubHub and whatnot kind of pushed it and made it a Chicago home game. What do you think of that? That was a very odd. I, I, I didn't hear you. What, what yeah, you? it kind of became like a Chicago home game. Right. Like they yeah. kind of bought the tickets right. Uh, right. secondary market. Yeah, a, right. What do you think of that as an I, old school guy? You, you know, know? I, I, yeah. what I think of it, I, would, uh, I don't think. Well, I'll say this, and I don't know what it's, it's me thinking of something, but uh, in our heyday, that would never happen in our yard because we'd already had the tickets sold. <laughs> 
was yeah. thinking that. I don't think that could have happened here. No, I exactly. I I, I, and also, I don't, I don't think we would have let that happen. Nope. nope. Something's wrong with that. Something yeah. was wrong with yeah. that. In fact, the uh, thing I remember is the Nationals trying to take back the ballpark and keep the right. Phillies fans out exactly. on opening day. Well, on game exactly. seven of the World Series. I, yeah, I, it's, hey it's guys, a tough I, proposition. I, I, I actually seen this. I actually seen in a series. Uh, uh, I forget exactly what year it was. We took over Yankee Stadium. Yep. Uh, I, 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 in that one series, you know, like uh, we we took over Yankee. We, it was a regular yeah. season. Yeah. I do yeah. remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. And, Which yeah. was cool. Yeah. 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 It's cool. That yeah. was good. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Mets fans, the New York fans have done that enough in Philly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Charlie, we, we appreciate you coming here. Sorry to monopolize yeah. your time, but it was a real pleasure talking baseball with you. And there couldn't be a more deserving guy to get the honor tonight. So you and B-Doc. I would say two of the guys really headlining this class. Yeah. Congratulations on that. We can't yeah. wait to see you in the main room. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to it. And believe me, guys, I think it's quite an honor. I mean, oh. it's a great, for me, it's a great honor. Tremendous. Fantastic. Thanks, Charlie. Well deserved, Charlie. Yeah.